Logistics is transforming our lives and the way we do business in today's ever-changing economy. If your company or community thrives on the quality of your logistics, then we'll give you a peek behind the curtains to the topics and people who are driving this exploding industry. You're listening to the Logistically Speaking GT Podcast, produced by Global Trade Magazine and sponsored by the World Economic Development Alliance. You can listen to all our GT podcasts at www.globaltrademag.com or join the thousands that have downloaded our app in the Apple iTunes Store. Now, here's our publisher and our host, Eric Kleinsorge. Eric Kleinsorge. Good afternoon and welcome to all of our Logistically Speaking listeners. I'm your host, Eric Kleinsorge, and today we have an exciting show. We're heading east to the beautiful coast of North Carolina, and I'm pleased to have as our special guest the Executive Director of the North Carolina State Ports Authority, Brian Clark. Brian was appointed to the authority in 2020, and Brian's leadership is one of the forces behind a container terminal master plan with the goal of increasing the capacity of the Port of Wilmington. He's also led the efforts to improve critical infrastructure, including the addition of three new Neo Panamax cranes and berth renovations since stepping into his position in January. Brian represents more than 25 years of experience in this industry, and he's here with us today to share more about what North Carolina Ports is up to in 2022. Brian, welcome to the show. Morning, and thank you for having me. Now, Brian, we're excited to be partnering with North Carolina Ports and educating our readers on what advantages the Port of North Carolina has to offer. But before we dive in, I always like to have our guest kind of paint a picture for our listeners. Tell us a little bit about the port and why it would be a prime choice for globally-minded companies. Excellent. And again, appreciate the opportunity. And a little background, uh, North Carolina Ports actually operates two deep water ports. We have our larger facility in the Port of Wilmington and our our second uh, facility at the Port of Moorhead City. And between the two, uh, our facilities are in a great position to offer solutions to international shippers, uh, whether it's on bulk, break bulk, or containerized cargo. We also operate an inland facility in Charlotte that helps stage intermodal uh, container cargo closer to markets in the uh, central part of the state. That's awesome, and you just hit a soft spot for my heart. My son played for the Moorhead City Marlins, so I know how beautiful that part of the country is. Beautiful area and, and, a, and a great operation, great team that supports our, uh, our operations up in, that, uh, in Moorhead City. Yeah, and so you know, one of the ch- big challenges that we're faced with today is really the upgrade and improvements on our in- infrastructure. What investments has North Carolina Ports made to drive services or drive service in this competitive market? So there's a significant amount of investment over the last number of years, uh, actually last six years, and we get uh, just excellent support from the General Assembly in the form of capital appropriations each year. Uh, it's allowed us to upgrade our infrastructure, add the, the larger equipment needed to support a very quickly, uh, very fast-growing containerized trade on the East Coast. You know, back in 2016, when the Panama Canal uh, was expanded and larger vessels were now able to transit, we needed to make sure that we had the infrastructure in place to, to work those vessels. And it included upgrading our, our berths to handle the large Neo Panamax cranes, upgrading parts of our, our container yard to support additional volume. We have a new gate complex coming online in the next month or so, uh, which doubles our capacity there and allows us to handle additional cargo in a very efficient manner. 
And there's been a number of uh, investments on the general cargo side. Uh, most recently, uh, a new gantry crane up in, uh, in Moorhead City, larger buckets, larger uh, infrastructure to help support some of the bulk and break bulk cargo moving through that port as well. You know, and, and that's interesting because we here at Global Trade, we work with ports of all sizes. And so tell us a little bit about the competitive advantage you guys have of being a smaller port. Sure. So, you know, it's, it is a very competitive industry, particularly on the, on the containerized trade, and, and we're looking to grow uh, the number of services we handle um, and the amount of volume that we handle uh, through our ports. Today, we handle a, a fairly small percentage of the, the North Carolina market. Over the years, that, that volume has really found other avenues to enter and depart the state. And based on these investments, we're in a much better position to handle the vessels and the services that could call our port and, and move that cargo across our state docks at a much lower cost to the to the end user. So the benefit, I think, of being a smaller port is we can be very nimble. Uh, we are extremely customer focused. We find solutions that, uh, you know, a larger port might not have the, the uh, ability to, to, to find just based on the scale of some of the oper- other operations. Very proud of the service levels we deliver. We are uh, ranked as the, the most productive port in North America when it comes to containerized vessel productivity. And our turn times are, are second to none when we calculate the, the time it takes to turn a truck um, at our, our yard, dropping and receiving, uh, picking up a, a container. You know, that brings up some interesting facts. I'd like to kind of dig a little deeper on that. You know, we have a lot of listeners that are major companies. We have some smaller size companies. What would you say the sweet spot or the t- typical type of customer that would be a great fit for your port? You know, we have our, our customers, they cover the range. You know, it might be a, a small importer that's moving just a, a couple of containers on an annual basis. Um, and it could be a, a major importer that uses multiple gateways. Uh, the, the benefit our team, I think, brings to the table is finding solutions that are customized to that customer, the end user, if you will, whether that's, you know, on the containerized trade or, or on the, the bulk or break bulk. So, you know, the focus is, you know, our mission is to, to support and to enhance the economy in North Carolina. Uh, so it's really geared towards finding, you know, those customized solutions that benefit the, the, the individual. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we can't, as we wrap up here, I can't, you can't leave a conversation nowadays without talking about the challenge we're seeing in today's economy with the pandemic and the things. We just sponsored uh, the Intermodal Expo. And as we were flying out of the airport, we saw like 200 plus cargo ships just parked in the bay and, and just a massive log or backlog and, and challenges that those ports are faced with. Tell me how the uh, North Carolina ports have been impacted by these supply, supply chain issues. Sure. So we're, we're definitely seeing significant delays at the, the traditional first ports of call. So LA, Long Beach, and on the East Coast, New York, New Jersey, Savannah, um, on these major trans-Pacific services, typically they're, they're the first ports and, and that's where the backlogs are, are starting. And as a vessel is you know, continuing its journey on either one of those coasts, obviously there's delays. Um, there's impacts as to, to maintaining uh, the vessel schedule. So what we're seeing from an impact standpoint is, is those, you know, often two to three week delays of a vessel arriving based on its performance schedule. Um, our other trade routes, Europe, Central and South America have been performing extremely well. Volumes obviously are up around the globe. 
And so we're starting to see now a lot of carriers are looking for alternatives. They're, um, whether it's, you know, different ports to call or, or just changing their rotations to try to avoid some of these ports. Uh, there's been a, a lot of uh, announcements in the, in the recent past and, and looking into the beginning of next year about changes from the traditional services. So would expect to see some, um, some changes next year. And, and certainly I think the expectation is that this uh, high consumer demand is going to continue for some time. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask. You know, nobody has a crystal ball, but, you know, what, what do you predict? What do you see in 22, and, and how long will it take to really bring, bring this leveling back so people can handle this demand? I mean, if you look at the, the volume of cargo just sitting on vessels today waiting to get in the ports, I mean, just to clear that backlog is a significant challenge. And then the demand is certainly still there, and, and the expectation is the volumes will continue at the, at the current levels. You know, we've seen everything from mid-2022, uh, starting to see uh, stories about potentially into 2023. But it'll certainly last for some time. It's not going to be something that clears up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, or even months. I think what we're going to see is diversifying supply chains, you know, shippers looking for alternatives. Carriers are going to start looking for alternatives, and, and there should be hopefully a leveling of volumes in some of these major impacted areas and utilization of capacity in other locations. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And Brian, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to share with us your knowledge on the industry and how North Carolina ports can help companies meet their supply chain demands. But I'm sure you caught the interest of some of our listeners today. And if they would like to get in touch with you and learn more about your services and maybe build a relationship with you guys, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Well, you know, if you, our website has uh, contact information, customer services available at any time to answer questions, and anyone on our business development team is more than happy to, to have a discussion and talk about solutions that we can, we can provide. Okay, awesome. What's your, uh, what's your web address? It's ncports.com. ncports.com, listeners. That's how you can get a hold of them. With that said, we've had a great time today, and I want to say, also say thank you to the listeners for taking time out of your valuable day to spend with us. We know how important you are, and I hope we've provided some interesting information on how you can improve your company's success. Till we meet again, I'm Eric Kleinsword signing off and saying goodbye here from Global Trade Studios. So until our next episode of Logistically Speaking, don't forget, we love businesses on the move. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Logistically Speaking GT podcast. We want to thank all of our astute readers of Global Trade Magazine and thank all of our great advertisers that help make this possible. Remember, you can subscribe and find all our GT podcasts at www.globaltrademag.com. We hope you'll return next time for another great episode of Logistically Speaking. And don't forget, globaltrademag.com's daily news and information is ranked number one by Google.